I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through some of the news stories from the last few days. Most of these coming from Clarkie's Rugby League column. The first one, Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary has revealed via a photo on his Instagram his finger was still badly dislocated in the grand final, meaning he won the game with an injured finger and a knee a knee from a hit drop earlier in the game. Uh, this game by Nathan Cleary, honestly, it just keeps on getting bigger and bigger. And as I said on that night, I think it's going to age really, really well. Since then, we found out about the hip drop tackle. He obviously didn't goal kick soon after. He then had to pull out of the Kangaroos squad. So evidently, he was nowhere near 100% towards the back end of that grand final. On top of that, we heard about the finger injury during the week, but it was played down pretty heavily. Uh, We've now seen that it was, uh, obviously a a lot of these guys played through dislocated fingers and whatnot, but once again, not ideal for Nath Cleary, so playing through two injuries there and 100% guys, I understand a lot of these guys would have played through injury. I would say the vast majority of them would have played through injury, uh, but for Nath to pull out of the Kangaroos, uh, it obviously shows just how bad that was. He didn't goal kick early in the game either, Uh, so obviously to put in the performance he did, but I also think the biggest thing that slipped on in that game off the back of these injuries um, was the conversion from the sideline. Uh, that was simply incredible after the Stephen Crichton try. Um, that was a huge moment in that game. Just scoreboard-wise, it made a huge, huge difference. It definitely got them within striking range there. So the legend of Nate Cleary off the back of that grand final, it continues to grow. And personally, I think that performance, it will only get better with time. Uh, our next one, Cleese Haas. It's reported the Titans are experiencing a tight salary cap and were unable to offer Cleese Haas an upgraded contract. 
which is why he's set to assess his options moving forward from November 1st. This is the reality of the salary cap. Obviously, Cleese Haas put in a couple of good performances this year. Scored a try against uh, the Penrith Panthers this year that blew me away. I uh, I didn't really expect that from him. Based on what I'd seen, I wasn't sure if he had that huge high-end potential uh, of his brother, and I'm not sure if he can reach the level of pain, which is you know one of the greatest players we've seen, in my opinion, from a small sample size. Uh, but Cleese Haas, there is no doubt whatsoever he has some ability. He's been on the Gold Coast for quite some time now, I believe. And unfortunately, this is the reality of the salary cap, and I think there will be a number of clubs lining up to get their paws on Cleese Haas. But I do hope, for the Titans' sake, they are able to keep him there uh, and extend him beyond. But it will be interesting to see how that plays out. That Titans forward pack is absolutely stacked at the moment. Arlick obviously re-signed the other day, who I hold in really high regard. But I think it's pretty evident that Cleese Haas has got a ceiling um, that if he manages to achieve regularly, I'm not sure how many guys can keep up with that realistically. So a really interesting situation to watch there. What the Gold Coast Titans do. He's obviously got his brother up the road uh, at the Brisbane Broncos. So interesting to see what happens there with Cleese Haas. Our next one, Jack Johns. Jack Johns has confirmed via his Instagram he is leaving the Newcastle Knights. His next club has not been announced yet. I was lucky enough to meet Jack two weeks ago. Uh, we had a little do with Hello Sport and Jack came down. Lovely fella. Uh, came up, introduced himself to me. Not that he fucking had to uh, at all, obviously. Uh, but met him, spoke to him for a few minutes. A lovely guy, as you would expect. You've obviously seen him uh, in a bit of content with Matty Johns and whatnot, and he's everything you expect, Jack Johns. I think he'd be a really good addition for a number of teams. Do I think Jack Johns is going to be like a superstar origin player? No, I don't, but I think he's a really good club, and I think he's a really good 17 to have in your side. I think coming off the bench, he can play back row, he can jump in the middle. He's also got some decent hands about him. Obviously, no shock there. He's the son of the great Matty Johns, the nephew of Andrew Johns. So obviously, he's got really good footy nouns as well. I think he's just a good clubman to have around. You know, you're not really going to get in trouble with Jack Johns either. Uh, he'll keep it pretty, you know, down the straight and narrow. And he's, he's got a bit of upside in attack, which I really like, a strong defender as well. So I am a little bit surprised to see Newcastle let him go. I thought they would keep him over the next few years to see how he develops. Uh, but I do think he'd be a good little signing for someone. But... He has been through a few clubs now, uh, so it will be interesting to see where he lands. South Sydney, Newcastle, uh, I'm sure there will be offers from England coming in, but I would like to see an NRL system give him another opportunity somewhere. I think he could make a really good bench guy to have. I think he'll always be, you know, sort of fringe first grade sort of guy. I'm not sure if he'll ever be a starting back rower in rugby league, but I think he has got the potential to be, but I'd love to have him on my bench. I think he'd be a really good guy to have in your side. Just a reliable guy. You're not going to get errors out of him. He's got a nice little offload. He's got good footy awareness. I think he's worth having in your side, Jack Johns. Uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they've been making some moves recently. They obviously uh, signed up Kibra uh, the other day to be uh, one of the schools linked to South Sydney. Uh, now, they've got a new feeder club as well up there in the Queensland Cup. So the Rabbitohs have officially signed the Townsville Blackhawks in the Q, Q Cup as their feeder club on a two-year agreement. So interesting to see how this works. The South Sydney Rabbitohs, they've obviously got a team in the New South Wales Cup, got a team in the Jersey Flag, so guys can go down there and whatnot. It'll be interesting to see now if they do send some guys up to Queensland, maybe some of the Queensland-based players when they go down there could maybe go up there. I'm keen to see how this situation plays out and how it all works because the South Sydney Rabbitohs, uh, they obviously won the New South Wales Cup this year. If they were to divide those guys between the Bunnies New South Wales Cup and the Blackhawks up there, we'll be really interested to see how it plays out. But it's just another region that the South Sydney Rabbitohs can get their paws on up there, some more juniors uh, that they can hopefully get their hands on. So a situation uh, like an area, obviously, that's been dominated by the North Queensland Cowboys 
Cowboys for quite some time. I'm not quite sure if the Cowboys have dropped the ball here or what the situation is. You probably have to talk for, to someone up that way to get a full understanding of it. But interesting by South Sydney that they are, have now targeted one of the key schools in South Queensland, and now they've got one of the teams up there in North Queensland in the Q Cup. So very, very interesting. Uh, Nene McDonald obviously had a huge game the other day, scoring four tries. We spoke about him on Bloke at a Bar the other day, that he's never quite been able to put it together. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's been to a number of clubs. He hasn't played 100 games of first grade, but he's played for five different teams. Uh, and this week, the PNG international Nene McDonald has officially signed a four-year deal with the Salford Red Devils in the Super League. So off the back of that four-try effort, a four-year deal for Nene McDonald, which I think would be reasonably juicy for him. So congratulations to him, Nene McDonald. We sort of speak about how he hasn't played 100 games of first grade. As I've always said, playing one game of first grade, that is climbing fucking Mount Everest. To get to 100, an incredible effort by Nene McDonald and to still be doing the damn thing and signing four-year contracts after bouncing around everywhere, a very, very good effort. So I think it's a good little get for the Salford Red Devils and congratulations to Nene McDonald. Morgan Harper. The Eels have officially announced the signing of Morgan Harper for the 2024 season. An interesting one. I've seen a lot of Parramatta fans getting stuck in over social media, throwing a bit of shit around. Uh, and, you know, I, you know, Morgan Harper, I think he's a solid player. I think that a lot of people look at that performance against Sifatalakai uh, and they say he can't tackle, he can't do this, he can't do that. I personally don't think he's as bad as what people say. Do I think he's a rep center or anything like that? No, I don't. But you also wouldn't have signed him on rep center money. He would be a depth signing for the Parramatta Eels. Do you have a hole in your centers 100%. Does he solve the problem? In my opinion, he probably doesn't, but I don't think he's a wasted signing at all. I think that sometimes a change for players can be exactly what they needed, and I do think Morgan Harper probably needed to get out of the Seagull system. So, let's just wait and see how he goes. I do remember when Parramatta signed Bryce Bryce Carwright. That was a waste of a signing as well, according to Parramatta fans. He's done all right. I remember when Sean Lane first arrived. People bagged that as well. Isaiah Papali'i, he was a no-one arriving at the Parramatta Eels. So, maybe just give him a chance, back your coach in, and see if we can actually get out of him because he has got a pretty good record of getting the best out of guys in recent years. So just something to consider. I know it's easy to jump down the throat of guys and say they're shit and they're all this and that, whatever. Guys can improve in different systems. Guys can change in systems. Different forms of coaching can have a different impact on different people. And I do think Morgan Harper, he had a shocking game against Sifatalakai that night. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. Uh, but it was, you know, one shocking night. I think outside of that, he has been reasonably solid. I do think that shattered him a little bit. I think that his confidence was knocked around a little bit after that and people came after him online and whatnot. I know for a fact it was a tough time for Morgan Harper, but I'm willing to give him another shot, see how he goes at Parramatta and hopefully he can turn his career around a little bit, but I really, I think people are a little bit too harsh on Morgan Harper to be honest with you. I think if you go and have a look at his stats, he does roll his sleeves up, he has a red hot crack, he takes some tough carries, uh, so I do think there is potential there. I think people are being a little bit harsh on him, but once again, I've been saying for two years now that Parramatta, they have a centre problem. They need to solve it. Does Morgan Harper solve it? No, he doesn't, but he will be able to, you know, come come in as a good depth guy and do a job there. But I still think if Parramatta are serious about winning a comp and competing in this premiership, they need to get their hands on a strike centre. I've said Kyle Ito for quite some time. I think he'd be a really good get. Not a strike centre now, but a guy that I think would be handy. And maybe a guy like Isaiah Tass, depending on what happens at the South Sydney Rabbitohs with Jack White and whatnot. There are options there. I do not think Morgan Harper is a bad addition to this squad. I think that's a little bit over the top by some fans. Michael Maguire. 
Michael Maguire has declared he remains committed to the New Zealand Kiwis and winning the World Cup in 2026. The quote is, 100%, I am going to the World Cup. I am 100% committed with the boys. I love coaching the Kiwis, he said. And look, I don't know what else you'd expect Michael Maguire to say uh, in answer to this question. He's obviously taken the New South Wales job the other day. He is still committed to the Kiwis, and I am fully expecting uh, when it is international time for Madge to be all in on the Kiwis. But then when we get past that, I think it should be all in on New South Wales for however many months that might be. Obviously, Billy Slater is doing it 12 months a year, so that does worry me a little bit. Uh, when I say a little bit, it worries me quite a bit, if I'm being honest with you guys. But I do still think that if we get our full team on the paper and Madge can have them for those couple of months, and in particular those couple of weeks when it's origin times, I do think that we can win State of Origin in 2024. It is going to be a big challenge, though, because that Queensland team, they are young, they are confident, and we know they've got a coach that not only they believe in, but he is a hero of theirs. Madge, not quite that guy, realistically. Let's call it as it is. Uh, I don't think there would have been any of the New South Wales players that would have had posters of Madge on their wall growing up. I guarantee you most of them had a Billy Slater poster or Billy Slater was an absolute idol of theirs. So it is a big thing we have to overcome as New South Wales. Are we going to be able to do it? Fuck me, I hope so because the last few years have been pretty tough to handle. But Madge 100% committed to the Kiwis, 100% committed to the New South Wales Blues when the time comes and I think that is what it is and I think you just got to take Madge's word for it. Guys, that is all the news from from the last couple of days, we're going to report on here. Plenty more content coming this week on the Rugby League Guru Podcast.